Two random dudes invest. Hey, I'm Danilo. And I'm Brent. And this is Two Random Dudes. Invest! If you're just starting to invest or thinking about investing, this is the show for you. We'll help you build the tools, strategies, and mindset to become a better investor. And now to the dudes. Dude. 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 We are recording. What are we recording? We are recording show. You better not put this in the edit. I was going to put this in the no, edit. No, you don't. All right. What's up, investors? Another show with Brent right here, and I'm Danilo. And what are we talking about today? Whoa. So today we're going to be talking about whether or not people are made to handle the volatility that can come with stocks hmm. and crypto and investing your money in things other than real estate because like with real estate money goes up and you know it goes up and down mm-hmm. your, your the value of your house could be going up and down no. for the last 10 years it just seems like it's been going up for a lot of people no. uh, but if it were to go down you, it goes down slower you can't tell mm-hmm. you live in it anyways and it's not as tangible uh, but in stocks you can have losses and mm-hmm. uh, how do you deal with those losses how do you deal with the gains do you get super elated and then when it's down do you get super sad or and you sell your stocks when you shouldn't sell so that's what we're going to talk about today yeah because the value of your house does not go down 20 30 percent the next day tomorrow and then back up 20 percent like some crypto stocks and uh, crypto uh assets and others like speculative stocks um i think a lot of people like the one of the trends now is to get into speculative stocks everything it's a lot of hype frothiness we call it frothiness in the uh in the space and that's where it gets dangerous when you hear a guy a friend like hey did you hear about gme uh, amc like all these meme stocks are like kind of really really dangerous i know a friend that put in some money in this like gme and some people don't even necessarily know what gme is which is uh, gamestop they basically just hear the story they hear that it's going up and then mm-hmm. their emotions take over and they they put money in without even knowing mm-hmm. like the backstory or maybe they understand like you know it's mm-hmm. a short squeeze blah 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 and they yeah, yeah. They, they they put it in but at the end of the day like mm-hmm. i don't know what your mindset is but for me i'm trying to stay away from that kind of stuff because my goal is long term and my mm-hmm. goal is to like i have principles set in place and that is like I don't chase high flying things that are just like have gone out of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I missed out on something, I mm-hmm. don't get into it. Yeah. Another rule I have, which is like this is totally on the outside, mm-hmm. I don't buy IPOs until at least a few months to a year in. Mm-hmm. So IPOs are initial public offerings. It's when a, a company gets put into the market to to raise funds. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got burned a long time ago, and, I, and the more and more I studied it and I looked at no. that industry what happens is like um not industry but in the stocks when there's an ipo more often than not it might go up for a little bit but at the end of the day within a year two years the shares become unlocked so a lot of people who have been in that company maybe employees the original owners they end up selling Mm -hmm. uh, a bit so the stock can easily go down after that because a lot Mm -hmm. of the people who were in it beforehand it's their time to like cash in so then like going on a tangent here that has nothing to do with volatility well so what does that have to do with can we handle it or not <laughs> like it's just that volatility of the ipo because sometimes it's just fresh it's about the hype like if you don't really know how these things work and there's a lot of algorithms like you're kind of like it's like what they say 
the bulls can win, the bears can win, but the pigs get slaughtered. And that's yeah. just pigs are investors that don't really have a plan. They get greedy. Kind of, they get greedy. Yeah, they get greedy. They just run with everybody else, like the sheep. To go back to your story, or the story about a friend, when a friend asks, like, hey, are you getting into a GameStop, AMC? Like, he might be right to go into AMC at whatever price he got in for him. For it all depends on what time frame like he's investing in. If he's if he's investing into five, ten year like span, it might be a great idea because there is actually some fundamental uh, reasons to invest into AMC or a GameStop. I don't know it, but if I'm investing for like two, three months and I need that cash in a, in that time, it might not be a good, good time for me to listen to this person. So it's always good to like, it's good to listen, ask questions, but then make up our own mind from like a place of knowledge and financial Minutes. <laughs> um, no, no, that was good. That was good. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, I think that uh, everyone is investing in the way that they invest, and someone might give you a hot tip on some stock, mm-hmm. and they have you know the price that they got in at, and they have the maybe they're good with their emotions, and mm-hmm. you might not be right. Yeah. And a lot of times, if you're hearing something from someone, it's usually too late. Yeah. But with these yeah, stocks, right. who knows? Like again. Don't listen to anybody out there because they might go up and, you know, you don't want to miss out. That's why whenever someone tells me that they're getting into this or not, I I don't even say, like, be careful. I don't say you shouldn't get into that. If I don't myself, I wouldn't get into it because at the end of the day, you might tell them that. And then the stock Mm -hmm. could, like, double, triple and they missed out on those gains. So I never want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. So who knows? GameStop could keep on going up and Mm -hmm. AMC could keep on going up. But the the main thing uh, this kind of episode is centering on is whether or not you can deal with these swings so so let's give an example you're like there are days mm-hmm. where uh amc or gamestop might i think there was a day i don't know it was like 80 percent. i don't know how much it went up at the end of the day you see how much a stock went up or down that day mm-hmm. but that stock within that day could have had a, like an intraday like it could have gone up to like a let's say a stock went from 50 dollars to 100 dollars, mm-hmm. and then in the same day it may have come down 30 percent. so if you were that person who bought it at 100 dollars, mm-hmm. like you went down 30%, but it doesn't look like that. It just looks like mm-hmm. the stock went up 20% that day. But you like, see what I'm getting at there? Yeah, yeah. that little ticker that says plus five sounds is, is it sometimes misleading because it doesn't tell you the whole story of the, of the day. up and down. And all the people uh, holding the bags at the top in that scenario. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To answer the question of the day, I think you had a good like tool to mentally prepare yourself. If you believe in certain things, like I believe in Bitcoin and I do believe in Ethereum and some other cryptos, mm-hmm. I'm willing to put my money into those uh, stocks. Again, all my risk is kind of like allocated throughout all my stocks and crypto in a certain way. And in my mind, I understand that I am speculating. Like that's mm-hmm. yeah. speculation. Uh, but I'm always in things that if they go down, fundamentally, mm-hmm. I still believe in them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in some cases, you also have to have like an exit strategy of like, okay, if it's gone down this much, like, know when to to fold them right because um, even if you like who knows what stock that is supposed to go up forever just something changes the ceo changes or the fundamentals change uh, mm-hmm. always be on top of that but the number one thing i did that's been helping me the last uh, year is that with my stock portfolio with my crypto portfolio which mm-hmm. went up big time uh yeah. i would literally visualize the losses mm-hmm. because i know that 
everyone keeps on saying this time is different. They were saying, oh, my God, like maybe this is the time where Bitcoin will only go down 30%. And mm. so in that case, I would mentally visualize my portfolio going down 30%, 40%. But even more, I was visualizing my portfolio going down 60%, 70% because that is within the realm of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Mm. It is within the realm of cryptocurrencies to go down 80% to then get that back and then go up another 10x, you know. So mm. the biggest thing is to get your mind ready. And then in stocks, as you know, like 90% of my portfolio is in, are in things that I believe in that are safer. Mm-hmm. Uh, cryptos in the like the 5 to 10%, like things that are just kind of there that are more speculative. Yeah. Uh, but within stock too, I always imagine what can happen if it falls down a certain amount and how I'm going to react emotionally. So I, I do a lot of imagination. Like I imagine mm-hmm. how I will react to certain situations and it's mm-hmm. helped my emotions a lot during the downturns. With that visualization, it's like, I, don't know, I, I presume you like feel, it's like getting that feeling, the emotion to like play out the scenario before it happens. Because the feeling is what gets you, right? Yeah. It's not like, oh, it went down, but it's like, ah, oh, that, that, like. It's that in your gut. It could be all sunny outside, but it just ruins your entire day. Yeah. But it's like you visualize and you prepare yourself in advance. That's an excellent, uh, excellent technique. And to add to that, basically stocks, for me, they, they're like a good tool to like learn about my own emotions. So I, if I'm nervous at times about like money, about investments, it's just going to amplify it. You're going to be like super nervous. If you're calm, it's going to like help you a lot. And if you're like unsure about something, it's going to make you very unsure when the thing goes up and down, up and down, it's like, okay, and I'm going to sell. Like, it's just going to like shake the cage. It's a good way for me to self-discover my own emotions and how I handle all this stimulus of like the crazy swings up and down. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, and uh, what I found over the last year is that the work that I've done with my emotions in investing mm. have actually trickled to my, into my life. Mm. So it's like a, I'm more calm. The markets. If there's a day where my portfolio is down, I'm I've already planned it. I've already imagined it. So I I look at you know because I'm still building my what is going to be a very a more passive investing style. But I'm doing still mm-hmm. doing a lot of research. I'm still buying into stocks. I'm building positions in various stocks. Mm-hmm. And along the way, like I have a plan. I have cash on the side so that if there are down days, I have stocks that I want to buy. And so it's. It's funny, but now when there's like down days and mm. a stock's gone down huge that I really believe in, I get excited. Mm. Um, but again, everything has to be, it's almost like a stoic. Like I'm trying not to get too excited when things go up and I'm trying not to get too upset when things go down. Mm. And it's great. So as things go up, I'm keeping everything in check. And as things go down, so I'm just, I don't try to live life like that though, right? Like I, in everything else, like when I dance and I, and I, I really try to like, I want to, really love the emotions of getting excited but with investing you really have to be a little more stoic that's what i found myself um that being said i don't think a lot of people are able to do this and that's not a fault of their own and and again i'm i don't know what's going to happen when there's a big 40 percent cash or 50 percent cash that crash that's going to be the real test uh but i do know that you know i've gone through some 10 20 percent corrections and you know in cryptocurrencies i've gone through 30 40 50 60 70 percent mm-hmm. corrections and yeah. kept my emotions in check mm-hmm. uh, there, there was one more thing i had to say about people and emotions i i'm finding more and more that 
and this is I always have to fight this and a lot of people I think are the same way is that they want to buy stocks when they're going they're going strong and mm. a lot of people are getting into them mm. but the goal should be to get into the stocks when people are kind of getting out of it if it's a mm. good stock with fundamentals that you've done research on yeah so I just want to yeah give that point and we actually covered that in episode two I believe of our podcast about ah. FOMO FOMO yeah, yeah so you can check that out that and stop losses that's love Let's get in the last one little minute of, because we disagree on this, one way to get the emotions out, especially for swing trading, which is more short-term, uh, medium-term, uh, holding stocks for like two weeks, a month, two months. Um, for that, I believe stop losses could be a great tool, especially when used with technical analysis and buying at the right time to just... It cuts you off when it it doesn't do what you think it does. It cuts you off and then you're out and you don't have to make an emotional decision. Simple in theory, harder in practice. Um, what's your take on this? Okay, so my take on, on stop losses um, are that... Okay, well, because I'm more long-term, yeah. for me, when I'm building a position in a stock that I believe in, uh, I... Trying, I'm, my goal isn't to, I'm not trying to time it, but I am. Like I'm trying to time it in a, at a point where the stock might be going down a bit so that mm. for me, it always helps me mentally when I get into something and it goes up, but that doesn't always happen, right? So you can be in a great stock and that stock can go down 10, 15, 20%. And, and mm. so if I were to have a stop loss of, I don't know, 5% or whatever, it can go down and then come back up and then you've, you've missed out and then mentally mm. it's hard to get back in. So I know myself and I, I now... There's been many, many times where I will invest in something and it'll go down mm. after I get it. No. And um, and then it goes back up because I trust it and I've, I've done my research into the fundamentals. Again, all speculation. So it is, there's a chance, there's luck there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why, but I think in your terms, yeah, maybe stop losses work, but I don't have a stop loss. I don't set stop losses that automatically trigger, but I do have like cutoff points. Like, okay, if I'm in something mm -hmm. I, and I put a certain amount in, I'm like, okay, if I lose 30% or it's gone down 35% or, mm -hmm. or in some cases 20, depending on the stock and how much I, I trust in it and how much risk I have in, mm -hmm. I do have points where I will sell. Yeah. yeah I we we, we re-emphasize until everything we again, like, again, again, again. Have a plan. That's like number plan. one. Like it's just understanding, get that financial uh, literacy, understanding why we do things questioning things and uh, like learning about it. We like it. That's what we share. Yeah. Oh, um, and another thing really important before we go huh? is something that really helps me with this visualization in my portfolio. And I want to talk about it in our next uh, podcast Ooh. is my version of risk management. So that's like mm. how I am managing my risk in a way that helps me mentally feel better about when things go down. Because what happens is like if one of my stocks goes down even 100%, Hmm. it's not going to affect my portfolio to a, an extent that I can't live my life normally. If one sector goes down, if an entire sector that I've invested in goes to zero, I'm still okay. And so I want to have a whole episode where I kind of just break mm -hmm. down my new strategy. It's not new, but it's actually something I've been working on for mm -hmm. the last 10 years. Yeah. And um, actually, Michael O'Leary has a very similar uh, allocation strategy. And uh, luckily, it turned out mm -hmm. that I have the same one kind of. So yeah. But each person should make their own strategy and like it's good to learn from different people but it's good to oh like kevin o'leary kevin o'leary i said michael yeah. o'leary kevin O'Leary. yeah but like you know some people like him some people hate him but like you know but a being but a boom but it's good to have your own plan and formulating your own opinions yeah. asking the questions asking the hard questions and making your own game plan 
and I think it's great that you're like diversifying. And that's one thing I, I'm gonna, I'm working on some more into EVs. And that's what I know because I've been burnt when I trade stuff that I don't know. I'm like, I'm gonna trade back here. So cool. that's a very good thing that you're doing. And we're gonna wrap it up. Get it up in another following exciting episode. If you had any value from this, just let us down in the comments, follow us on Instagram, and uh, no music, no music, and I'm dancing. Brent Callis, Vanilla Bobic, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Peace. Thanks for joining us on Two Random Dudes Invest, the podcast. If you got any value out of this, we would really appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or whichever app you're using right now. We have a tsunami of content coming your way and we'll be covering the latest in stocks and crypto. You can see some of these podcasts on YouTube as well as fun how-tos and daily updates. See ya! See ya.